0: Yeah, Well, it's my first time there, so I'm like, I don't. So it's on the menu every day. Why is it called a special burger? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. To me, it should be yeah. a special thing. Right. I mean, but if it's on the menu, if it's. Yeah, I it was like, you know, right. like, what's the special today? What's oh, so what's, special it's about on, it? Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. I did find I found it's, it was pretty special. In what sense? It was just amazing. That's- I mean, I wasn't sure after the first one, but after the 101st one. Yes, yeah. I, I was confident that they had something there
1: well look you got to do you know make sure you you can't just yeah. have one you no, gotta make no. sure that it's the thi- oh wait a minute hey we're rolling
0: oh well then let's roll i'm rich and i'm mark and we are two, two guys, guys on block island,
2: island. Watch we do with Watch we do with
1: all right ladies and gentlemen dear listeners um on our podcast, a lot of times uh, we, you know, we talk about the nature of Block Island, and, and by that I mean the animals that live here and the flora and the fauna. Um, we're lucky to have several species of animals here that that roll in and, and some migrate and some go. But um, today we're going to be talking to one of the rarest. species. Species of animals on Block Island. It's, called, uh, it's a silver fox. Yeah. Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know what a silver fox is, it's a, a gentleman of uh, a certain age with uh, silver hair and, uh, you know, so dashingly handsome, I'd say. Yeah. But there's also a certain twinkle in the eye that, yes. that, that has to. Uh, and, and we're fortunate on Block Island, we actually have two recorded uh, silver foxes that actually ha- uh, live on the island. One is Alan McKay. And the other is our guest today, and his name is Mike Dugan. Mike, how are you? Yeah, Mike. Welcome to the show. Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Did I mention his stunning (laughs) personality? (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
0: Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah. Terrific. uh, What are you you guys talking about? Yeah. He knows how attractive
1: he is. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, one of the first questions we ask all of our guests is, what is your Block Island story? When was the first time you came here? How did you get here? Why are you still here? That kind of stuff. Yeah.
3: Um, actually, uh, both, our par- uh, both my parents, I should say, uh, you know, were uh, parents who grew up during the depression. And my mother always wanted to have us have a better life. And she was interested in doing a lot of traveling. My dad would be happy just to stay in upstate New York and you know, hang out in the ponds and lakes. That's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were you from in upstate? I grew up about 40 miles west of Albany, foothills of the Adirondacks. Okay. And so um, my mom first found a place out on the Cape when I was about three years old, uh, Chatham. We were there for a hurricane. Uh, I thought that was going to end our, uh, you know, seaside <clears throat> excursions, but uh, she found Ogunquit We would go there, and then she was reading an article in the New York Times, 1964, and it talked about this place called Block Island, and it mentioned the Surf Hotel, and she said, gee, I think that'll be a great place to take the family. So we packed up the station wagon, drove to New London, hopped on the New London Ferry, and found ourselves lost after we got <laughs> off the ferry oh yeah you know that jog up by the uh, fire station yeah, yeah. You, know, you get up there and you take an immediate left yeah well we kept going straight <laughs> and we wound up by the veil and about that time uh my dad who had a notoriously short temper uh things began to go downhill yeah. but we did find the surf and it had all those nice rocking chairs in front and slightly, slightly the long route. To the yeah, center. yeah, you, yeah. You did your island tour before you checked in? Yeah, and when my mother saw the rocking chairs and then looked at the five of us, and we were there only five at that point, five of us in the back of the station wagon, she got a little nervous. She said, "You know, this looks like an old folks' home uh, <laughs> rocking chairs." But anyhow, no, it turned out to be great. Um, I. Now, was
0: that like just your first visit was like a week, or did you Yeah, you know, we spent,
3: summer? I believe, a week, maybe 10 days, week, 10 okay. days. So yeah, how old are you at this point when you first set foot uh, Let's see, I'm Ish. 14, 14, I'll be 15 <laughs> in September. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, one of the highlights was uh, I love lobster. And yeah. so people said, well, they, they come out of the breakwater, they come out of the breakwater right near the surf. So I got one of those little sand pails and my snorkel, and at sunset, went down there and yeah. caught my first lobster. And, and barehanded? No, I I went, like, you know, put my hand in front of the lobster, and they scooped backwards yeah. right into the bucket. Yeah, so yeah. So I, it, yeah, and I took yeah. it to the beach. Now, did you figure that out yourself, or did you get some coaching on nah, luck. Lo- lobster wrangling? Yeah, no luck. Wow. Luck. Yeah. So I went up, I saw Chief Sear at the uh, surf, and got a big pot. And use my Boy Scout skills to build the fire. And I cooked it. And they I let, ate it. They
0: let you borrow a pot
1: to cook
3: they your own lobster on the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, was
0: great. <laughs> ah. well, <laughs> and there's...
3: that's how we invented the clam
1: bake. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you yes. so much. Also, yeah, Mike yeah. Dugan invented the clam bake. Yeah, did you get some, perfect, you didn't know
0: you get that. some residuals from Elvis from the from the movie? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: no. But I did get the next morning, i had left the uh, the the, the shells and stuff for the seagulls, uh, Chief Sear came down and said, uh, gee, you know, that's illegal. And I said, what do you mean illegal? He said, well, the thing's only about nine inches long or eight inches long. It's supposed to be. And by the way, there's a $500 fine for, you know, poaching tiny lobsters. So I buried the evidence and yeah. went on my yeah. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Better story. They look bigger underwater. They do. They do. You're right. Right, right. Yeah. You know. uh. So we were always starving because uh, breakfast, surf breakfast was great. I don't know if you guys remember the surf breakfast. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. But my mother wouldn't feed us between breakfast and dinner, and you couldn't get into the dining room till five o'clock. So we'd go off and go up to the beach and, you know, buy some potato chips or something like that. But... My brothers and I went to the, beach, the the town beach Saturday of 4th of July weekend that year. And we counted 45 people <laughs> at town beach. Packed. Sorry. 45. Act. Is this
1: still your first <laughs> visit? Yeah. That, still first So visit. you guys were here for the 4th of July. Fourth of July. 4th of July. 4th uh, of July. Okay.
3: And 45 people. Wow. And one other thing I remember is the guys that were working the... Uh, what do they call that? Concession thing? stand. Concession stand. Yeah. Uh, Terry Mooney, I think, was one of them. Okay. yeah, know. yeah. Vin McElwain might have been involved. Anyhow, we're hanging out and getting ready to come back to the, the surf. And this voice comes over the intercom. Uh, will Olive Doyle, uh, your ride to the Narragansett, is ready? Olive Doyle?
0: <laughs> Hello, Olive. And so we're like,
3: <laughs> how could somebody name their child, Olive Doyle. So what I found out later on, of course, is those guys were goofing on the... <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the <laughs> I was a little slow, at, you know. The age of but anyhow... Um, that's back when they had the uh, all the hotels had their uh, shuttle service and so on. So
0: yeah, they used to park by the ferry and shout out. It'd be like Springhouse, sixteen, and that way you knew which van. Narrow City. Yeah, yeah, there was a and the and when and when you say the dining hall opened, dinner was part of the stay, right? Ding ding. And yeah, so yeah. you. you You basically, they'd have shuttles to take you to the beach and back. They'd feed you breakfast, feed you dinner all for the package. Sounds like an all-inclusive, like an early version of the all-inclusive.
2: Wow, That
3: was pretty good. That's cool. So the next time we came out uh, was two years later. So I would have been going into my senior year in high school. And by that time, my younger brother, Paul, who was uh, turned into a pretty much an island resident, uh, he was working for the surf. And we were sitting in the surf lobby watching Muhammad Ali beat up some guy in London. And all of a sudden we heard the screaming. I mean, shattering, screeching. So we went outside and there was a woman up on the second floor, that little balcony. And she was losing it. And Paul and I, what's going on? We look down on the beach, and there are a couple of guys. You could see their snorkels and their masks and their flippers, and they're working on a guy giving them CPR. Ooh. Oh. Oh, jeez! Apparently, the gentleman had gone out by the breakwater, suffered a heart attack, and was just sort of floating out there. And this woman who was on the second floor watching the sun go down um, had been watching him for like 40 minutes. Floating. Floating. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. when they started to drag him in, that's when she lost it. And it turns out her psychiatrist had sent her to Block Island to get away from the stress of New York City. Oh, my Perfect.
1: God. Perfect. So, uh,
3: no. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, we
1: got a floater. <laughs> got a floater.
0: Oh, man. <sighs> oh, boy. Well, that didn't do her any good. No. She's <laughs> <Jeez, laughs> Louise. But Did uh, she make it for dinner? <laughs>
3: you know, they knew how to do CPR <laughs> back then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's just some early memories. I mean, you know, there's a lot more, but we'll move on.
1: So So. when did you, when was it like, when did Block Island become a regular thing for you?
3: Yeah. um, Gail, my wife Gail had come out here with Providence College, I think, and walked off the boat, went to Ballard's and got back on the boat. And that was her total experience of Block Island at that point. But when we got married... My brother, Paul, gave us a long weekend at the surf, and she really fell in love with Block Island at that point. So in her mind, we had to find a way to come back. Okay. And where did uh, you and Gail meet? uh, We met in Worcester. Worcester. I was going to school. First time we met, I was at the Miss Worcester Diner about one o'clock in the morning, uh, freshman year, and uh, I walked in and was going to get something to eat, and one of my buddies from across the diner, hey, Dugan, blah, blah, blah. So, these two girls sitting over in the corner, one of them pipes up and says, Dugan, are you any relation to Ed Dugan, who was my older brother, who was also at school at the same time? I said, Yeah, my brother. And I went over and I talked to him, and nothing registered. I don't know, two girls, man, big deal. Um, big deal. I'm hungry. Where's my eggs? <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. veal cutlet with red
1: sauce. You were, literally remember what you ordered that night? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's one of the things. I don't remember what I ordered last I don't remember what I had for breakfast <laughs> <Yeah>. this morning.
3: <laughs> so anyhow, so nothing happened. So a year later, i um, with a bunch of guys in the dorm and we're having some beers and there's a dance downstairs and a knock comes at the door and there's this good looking woman, young lady. And uh, she said, uh, you know, I want to go to the dance, but I only have cents, and it's $2 to get in. I said, okay, well give me the buck thirty five, here's the two dollars. And it turned out to be Gail and then I, I went down after she afterwards. had like
0: eight dollars in her pocket, you dumbass. No, <laughs> no <not. laughs>
3: Well, she went uh she was going to the school up in your neck of the woods. She was going to the Elms College. Oh, right, right, right. So she says that she had gone shopping in Springfield and was just coming back to campus and the bus was loading and her friends said, Ah, come on, we're all gonna go down to Holy Cross. So hop on and I'm not dressed, you know, and all this stuff, and I don't have any money. So I gave her the two bucks. Anyhow, so I went down to the dance after she was there, and one of the football players had her up on his shoulder and swinging her around, so I went over and I rescued her, and 50 years later, here we are. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Did you guys dance that night? Uh, yes.
1: Do you remember the first song you danced to? Nah. <laughs> no, but is. you remember what you had for dinner, though, at the diner. And I,
0: 65 <laughs> cents is a cheap first date. That's right. right? Yeah. Seriously. And paying, pretty paying
1: good. for it ever since. <laughs> 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 that was the uh, deposit. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. man. So,
3: anyhow, yeah, so that's where we met. And then uh, we, you know, we got a place, uh, eventually we got a place in the Berkshires and Lennox and rented that out to the Boston Symphony Orchestra with the idea we rent the house in the berkshires so that we could get out of town and come out to block island during the summers yeah
1: now what what drew you because you and i both share uh an affinity and a love for western massachusetts as true, well we true. Were, you know we have that kind of thing but uh how did you end up in the berkshires what drew you out there
3: uh was, we were i was going to grad school in dc i love to ski I'm yeah i'm gonna go back backtrack uh and I got to ski once in grad school, maybe twice, and then Gail and I um decided we should move to some place where we could do some skiing and get out of Washington DC and so. Uh she had a her college roommate was from Pittsfield, Mass. Yeah. And my freshman year uh roommate was also from Pittsfield. And uh we sort of liked that area. It had a little bit of support there. Um and then um we just sort of settled in and we were in richmond then we moved to lanesboro and then when we got the house in lennox which was where tanglewood you know yes yeah. and so on uh that allowed us to take summers off we were both school teachers we had summers off and we said listen there are too many new york city folks here Be- even back back <laughs> yeah. then even oh yeah it's insufferable uh <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so we said, you know, we should, Gail, actually, you know, we really should uh, see if we can't go out to Block Island. And so in 1977, I believe it was, we packed up. Uh, Brother Paul was still out here, and he found lodging for us at uh, what is now the Darius. Park really? Of, a full wow, circle. that is full circle. It uh, had been a, um, uh, a, a gift shop. And uh, Stanley Nizio, who used to own, he and his wife, Barbara, owned the, uh, uh, help me out here.
0: Oh, um, (laughs) I don't, I wish I, oh, maybe the Gables. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You know, when you get to be my age. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now, wait, the
0: Gables or the Gables 2? Well, they own both. They
3: own both, But the Gables 2 was Stanley's dad and mom's gift shop. And his mom had passed away recently, and his dad, Red, just decided, and I'm going to close the business and it was just an open space so we said well we'll rent it we'll throw some cots in there and I think uh let's see that would have been Sean would have been about six or seven and just five five five-ish and they loved loved camping out in there and we would go to the beach and so on and so forth and that was your first full summer
1: on the island yeah, and but I assume you and and Gail and the kids had been coming out for vacations between
3: um, then or no? Was there a well? Gap? You know, I, I was teaching at a Catholic school, making sixty three hundred dollars a year, so summers were time for full employment, ah. and I had been doing some bartending out in the Berkshires and so on. So, uh, but this was a chance for us once we rented the house to be able to uh, in the Berkshires yeah, yeah. come out here and. And um, do your thing here instead of there. Yeah. 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 And having been here in the summer a few times, it was very enticing. Yeah. And so to back up, though, you you started
1: saying you you rented your house out to members of the Boston Symphony Orchestra?
3: Yeah. People in the executive staff, you don't rent to the musicians. Okay. Okay. You know why?
1: No. Well, being a musician (laughs) myself, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. We've seen the band room. Yeah. I have a pretty good idea why.
3: Yeah. Yeah. so anyhow, yeah. So you know, we okay. were able to rent that out, and then now, come did out you get any
1: it? hookups, uh, free tickets to Tanglewood out of the gig or anything nah. from running?
0: that nah, huh? nah, nah, did okay. you? So you commented on the Catholic teacher salary. So summer was time for full time work. Was that in your mind coming to Block Island that that was going to be part of the gig? Did you? Well, did you work when you? First, yeah, it was here.
3: Yeah, um, Paul called me up and said, uh, you know, they're running short of bartenders at Captain Nick's. Uh, for race week huh. and huh. you know come out stay with me and you know make a little bit of money and so i came out and i did a weekend shift and then you know over time that just so your first job on ba- block
1: island was bartending at captain nicks yes wow and uh, well, i mean it still turned out all right yeah oh you know, yeah <laughs> that was
3: great uh, it was it was a lot of fun wow. um paul introduced me to the staff uh one afternoon it was about four o'clock and we go walking in the front door of Nick's, and there's a guy setting up the bar for the you know uh, later on that evening, and that turned out to be Jersey Stan, Stan Ballas. Oh yeah, Stan. of my brother, my my brother Mike. I Stan. How are you, Jersey Stan? And then back in the day, Nick's had a stairwell that went to the second floor that came down and ended where the bathrooms are now. Okay, you know, yeah. So you could see up to the second floor in that open stairwell and so we see these boots coming down the steps and it paul doesn't even have to see the full person he says oh that's loafer dan on you i don't know if you remember loafer no. you know okay anyhow he said that would be him and as uh, loafers walking down the steps I, we keep hearing this thunk 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 and when <laughs> when his hands clear into vision uh he's holding two feet and he's dragging this person down the stairs and that person's <laughs> head is hitting this and that would be mugsy that's mugsy that he's it's four o'clock in the afternoon I said hmm, something about this block island what's in the water so that was i think my first entrance into this captain nick's wow previously when nick had the tavern on the hill yeah Right, right in the parking lot, right back here. Yeah. The parking lot yeah. There was an infamous evening there with my brother. Uh, this goes back at probably 72 or 73. I guess you'd ask me if we'd come out before. We, we did come out when the kids were tiny, uh, just for a weekend. So Paul snagged me and said, after we'd had a couple of beers yeah. here and there, I said, we're going to go up and we're going to see Ed McGovern up At Nick's Tavern, and they said okay. So we walk in the door, and he, Paul, pulls me aside and says, uh, "Now don't say anything. Just follow my lead." Okay. So we go to the bar, and Paul says, uh, "I'm going to have an Irish Mist." Yeah, yeah, that shit. And he (laughs) said, "My brother Mike, Ed, Ed McGovern. uh, This is my brother Mike. Hi, Ed. How are you?" He said, "Mike's going to have a B&B and Snifters, please." So anyhow, Ed pours the drinks, comes over there's a fog of fruit flies and parts in the bottom of the snifters fruit flies were getting in that drink oh yeah yeah so extra protein choke it back and then after they're half gone paul alerts ed to the fact that there are all these fruit flies <laughs> at which point <laughs> Ed pours <in> a, uh. <laughs> so that's how i met ed mcgovern at the,
2: waiter uh, there's McGovern. a fly in my yeah. soup yeah. yeah yeah the chef
3: used to be a tailor uh. <laughs> <laughs> the the, that, gr- the grifter visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or,
1: or, just so, go, yeah. Just do what I say here. Watch just do what this. I say.
3: But uh And
1: what was uh, your what were your <laughs> early days bartending at Captain Nick's like?
3: Yeah, they're great. Um they had great bands. Yeah. You know, almost every night. Uh we had uh, a real experience when the um French national yachting team, they were over in Newport, the French Okay uh, and they got eliminated early in the America's Cup. And okay. yep. they're all sitting in a corner at Nick's having a great time. And uh, closing time comes. And do you remember how uh, Nick was a little short with people if they didn't uh, get out? Once in a while. Yeah. 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 I've heard yeah. the stories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so everybody's cleared out. And we're washing the dishes and getting everything stocked. And a uh, knock comes at the door. And it's one of the members of the French national team. He had left his official jacket over in the corner and he's trying to get nick to allow him in and so i think ed might have gone over and you know say hey let him in let him get his jackets on so the young man picks up his coat and he's heading to the door and oh this is such a great place he's complimenting nick and nick looks at him and says comprenez-vous fangu <laughs> 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 mr <laughs> ambassador wow so uh you know uh crispy
2: was, yeah like, oh yeah There.
3: are yeah i mean he nick some guy comes in and i i didn't know a lot of the people on the island back then and sitting in the corner drinking gin and tonics and uh by the gallon it's luke affitt we became good friends uh you know yeah. meeting in the afternoon like that they'd have their little get together and then um uh, another time another gentleman comes in and i said he's not paying for his drinks he says oh just write him down he you know I let him drink what he wants and um turns out that the fellow had another that was drinking for free had a bar and he was supposed to, over the summer, just ignore the fact that he had provided the soft drinks, the sodas for Captain Nick. And I started giving the guy the next season free drinks and Nick went off the deep end saying, <laughs> oh. I got a bill in <laughs> February for $3,000 worth of sodas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, Anyhow. Boy. The old running tab. Yeah. 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 But uh, Nick's was really a going place. You have to remember that for a while there, it was 18-year-old drinking age. Oh, oh right. Yeah, that's right, right. So, and it was
1: open at 2 a.m.,
3: right? Yeah, and what would happen, especially Sunday night, uh, all the kids on the island that were waiting table, you know, they'd come in and lots of cash over the bar. I was doing the upstairs bar. upstairs bar one night. I think at 10.30, I had 50 cents in the tip jar. I don't know what happened in the last hour and a half, but you know, three hundred dollars later, <laughs> yeah. you know that's nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's a that's one of the cool things about the
1: island economy. I feel like is that all the service industry people. I mean over tipping each other. It's just like it's understood like the money comes the money goes. It mm-hmm. goes around just mm-hmm. just you know you get it you give it back, you get it you give it back. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah.
0: I, I was driving a taxi last week and you could just tell if I could hear the bartender conversation in the back like they had, were talking about getting their bar shifts covered, you know. Great tip, great tip. You can just tell oh, the yeah. people who are service uh, Yeah, and I think everybody should have to do it. We're, I was having a conversation with that uh, well,
1: you know, we always talk about you know when we see people bartending, hey how was your night how was your night everyone's like oh it was pretty good ah oh, you know it's a b- bunch of assholes and mm-hmm. there's one bartender out here you go hey how was your night this person just looks at you and goes 250 yeah yeah that's it that's yeah. it yeah and there's no comment on the what happened just straight number yeah Boom. yeah yeah, and it's a world of averages too. That's it really what I try is. To always I mean,
0: tell you know, you can't if you know.
1: Yeah, early season you walk with yeah. like you know, twenty bucks some days.
0: You know, and I used to. I think I've said it on the show before the waitress coming and complaining about a fifteen percent tip, and I'd say, "Well, first off, you shouldn't tell me that because it makes me wonder about your service. But <laughs> secondly, you're not doing cartwheels and sharing the money when they give you a thirty percent tip. You know, yeah, that, nobody says anything. You know, right. they just, sure. they're happy, but you, yeah. know, you always hear about the yeah. The yeah, there, there was
3: a guy that used to come over and sit at the bar he, he bartended at the uh, black pearl is it in uh, newport in newport but, yeah newport, black, black pearl you know and he just yeah. hop on a boat on his day off park himself in the middle of the bar at nick's and you know drink seven or eight drinks and get back on the boat and, you know leave 40 bucks on the counter 19 yeah. you know it's a lot of. and doubt. then you have the people who fly in and you know the guy pulls out 100 and you know for a 35 and 75 bill and he said oh well, yeah you know, i got the 75 cents so you know like right. law of averages yeah yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. you know think. so how many years did you do at nick's bartending just a couple couple because then we uh f- Friend of Gail's had come back from the Cape and said, Gee, do they have a frozen yogurt shop out on Block Island? Yeah. Oh, right. Cause it's the,
2: now at this Cause point, it's, it's a the transition. early 80s, right now.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: And more yeah. siblings arrived by then, right? Was it? Yeah. Amy was here. Amy was here. And then Bridget did a couple yeah, of summers. Yeah, she right? did. She yeah, did. Yeah. 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 I, I worked with, with both of them. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's right. the Down there at fin, oh, Finland. Yeah. Oh, Finland. Many years yeah. at Finland. Yeah. Um, you know, a funny thing is my brother Paul was the first one to settle out here in high school and work at the surf and stayed out here. He did that to get away from the, you know, the other six siblings in upstate New York. And the <laughs> next thing you know, they're all coming in. And a sort of same thing sort of happened with Gail's side of the family. She's she's from a large family, and then you get to see, you know, yep. sisters and brothers and Where's so on. Where's Gail from originally? She's from Westboro. It's outside of Westboro, Westboro Mass. Okay. Westboro. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then she came out with you. And then yeah. how did she start? How did her, did, had the other members of her family been here before? Or was she the conduit for them? to? Uh,
3: she to? was, yeah, she was a conduit for them. Okay. That. Yeah. And then, you know, you, if you have a place to stay, you can always get a job. You know? Right. And, and so, you know, they'd come out in between. they maybe come out for a summer and stay and then come back. Halfway through the next summer it was it was never a sure thing. Who was going to come out? But, you know, and so and were you help.
1: still at the w- the Darius? At we this point, moved.
3: Or? We moved across the street to the Green Hornet. Okay. What
1: was
0: the Green Hornet?
3: Uh, that's right behind, uh, right next to the Blue Dory. Behind the beachcomber, the there's beachcomber. like a little alley. See so if you go yeah.
0: down the beach. Like if you go to the beach, on I know the exactly yeah. on the left. Yeah, Oh, that, that
1: little. Co- so yep. you were right there on the beach. Oh yeah. Just hang- yeah how much? How much did that joint cost to rent for the summer back in the day?
3: I the uh, I think the. Uh, what is now the Darius? Two just the the space on the floor was, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the month. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. for the uh, the the Hornet was pride. I, I know, just I love know. the
0: fact that the Darius was sitting there empty.
3: Like, I know. You know oh yeah. Hey, yeah, we could
0: live here. Sure, go ahead. Sure. Like, yeah. Why that not? Today. Mm-hmm. Oh, things change.
3: Gosh. Yeah, things change. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, but once we um, moved out there, then we went to the Green Hornet, and then. Um, we moved up on High Street and rented for a summer, and then a house became available right below it, and that's that was our first purchase. And then, you know, things went from there. But anyhow, uh, we started the business on the porch of the National. Yep, I remember uh, that. Yeah, called the Yogurt Freeze, and we had Colombo frozen yogurt, and it was a huge hit.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that like frozen yogurt was. I remember the eighties; it was like. The Mm. frozen, you know, because the health boom was had, people were jogging and doing, you know, jazzers or
3: jazzers.
0: And and everyone was tricked into thinking it was good for you. Right. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Non fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But all sugar.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, anyhow, I got a great story there. Captain Lewis would come in almost every day and he'd get three dishes of the frozen yogurt. And I just, hmm. So, anyhow, Brother Paul said, uh, do you know why Captain Lewis gets three dishes of yogurt? Jeez, I, I don't know. He said, "Well, he parks in front of the National, and he leaves his wife in the car, and he comes up and he gets three dishes, and I see him scarfing one down <laughs> on the way out the door." <laughs> and then he, goes down. Yeah, he was great. He was he was one of our best customers. He was wow. great. Yeah, and so that yogurt freeze uh, lasted.
0: Years? Yeah, I was just gonna say, how many years were you there? A couple
3: for? years up on there, and then. Uh, we, Do you remember that, Mark, or is that No, part? that was yeah. pre-me.
2: Yeah. So when
0: you get to the top of the National Steps, yep. if you bang a right on the right section of the deck, those door right now it's all windows, I think, but they used yeah. to be doors and shops. There's a couple of shops right there.
3: Right yeah, right there. there was a, a candy shop, the, uh, T-shirts. Uh, before we were there, somebody rented roller skates, not roller blades, roller skates exactly. up there. And there. And there was a dirt hill in the front, grassy. Yeah. And then they excavated that out and put the shops right in down below and who was your landlord uh, Who owned the place? first one was vin McLoon was yep. our landlord okay yeah uh and then i believe somebody like you know it's sort of somebody bought the place and changes began to happen they they poured a cement floor where it had been dirt floor yeah and down in the bottom of the the national and they did all the wiring and, and it really upgraded it yep. as that went on And at that point gail uh who always has a nose for opportunity. The where the old harbor view is now just was sitting vacant. And that was had been a bicycle shop and maybe a barber shop at some point way back when. And Al and Estelle Sullivan uh owned that. And Gail found out that Al had gone to Holy Cross and Estelle's niece had gone to the Elms and Gail went down and Asked around and sort of sweet talked them into letting us rent half of the building. And that's where we moved from the national down to what became Old Harbor Takeout. Wow. Yeah. And then it had no electricity, it had no plumbing, no interior walls. So, so the deal was we would
2: Quite you know, an investment, upgrade. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And it you know, we did it for twenty years. So it was great. So and then, uh, it, it yeah. was yeah, it, yeah, sorry.
1: When the um when you had the yogurt shop. Yeah. Were the, were the kids working? Was it the whole
3: family working there at the time? We put uh, sandwich boards on Sean and Jess. No, and, you didn't. And, no, you didn't. Yeah, roller skates and sent them down to the dock. Stop it. Did you Skate really? Skate around. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: How old are they now?
3: <laughs> like, mm, ten, s- let's see. Uh, six, seven, eight, eight years old. Eight years old, maybe <laughs> seven, eight years old. And Jim Mott, who was managing the dock down there, he wasn't—he yeah. wasn't terribly happy about that. Nah, but he yeah, wasn't yeah. terribly happy a lot of the time.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh my. So yeah, yeah, we put him to work. It's just hard because you gotta once they fall on the skates with a sandwich board on, right? It's yeah. hard. To, it's like a turtle yeah. that gets gotta, flipped over right. on their back. Yeah, 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 you gotta like, yeah, yeah. the
1: legs fla- flapping in the air
3: with just just on
0: laid it. there like a slug, like a slug. <laughs> their only defense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then, yeah,
3: well, now we put him to work. I mean, and yeah. then when we when the takeout you know started. You know, getting really busy, we you know, put them right to work at the window. You know, you learn how to deal with real world assholes by dealing with the public, yeah, you know, right yeah. up front.
0: Yep, and I mean, they were even when they were little kids, they came to work, they were always at the frozen yogurt shop, yeah, you know, you yeah. go in there yeah. and be,
3: yeah, hanging out. Oh, yeah, so that that was it was good experience for them and good for us. And so, and
1: had you had any food service experience prior to that, or was it you know, just oh, glad all
3: glad you asked? Oh. <laughs> yeah my uh my grandfather who had come from ukraine was a really good cook and he worked in a di- as a dishwasher in his retirement years in a country club at excuse me in upstate new york he had a and uh so i we were always around food and i was uh, I, yeah, I was a, he sort of mentored me in a lot of different things and, okay and then um uh, my first official job was at the Orysville shrine the Orysville shrine right uh Jesuits were uh, martyred there by the Mohawk Indians back in the 1600s. And okay. they have a big had a big shrine up there and a retreat house. And uh, they were hiring kids at the age of 14 to work in the kitchen. And I got one of those kitchen jobs. So that was my first. So you'd you would seen behind the scenes. Yeah. You, know, you weren't all just yeah.
1: showy bartender guy. You, yes. Well, thank you. You it. got, yeah, you got no, your no. hands dirty earlier on. Oh, yeah.
0: Right? You also yeah. hit the mark with, I think, the... Um, like the coming of age of the takeout window too on brook island right it wasn't a lot because i remember being at finn's and we might have had the only one at the time and then yeah i know somebody tried it at the old baroni's i think for a little bit there Uh, are you right right on the street yeah was that when it was
1: red's red's lunch
0: i don't know um, but the but it might have been baroni's
3: but they tried to
0: do it there but you know and then um
3: you remember the chicken shack
0: was yeah yeah
3: I've heard about. Where was the chicken shack? I've heard about this. That's a glass onion. Glass oh, onion. oh right, 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 yeah. right. La
0: Cage Faux. Right,
3: right. And <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, what happened? I don't know. Wait, why we you guys talked about? about... It on Another podcast? Did we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember I... I said you. You could almost tell you had a really good night if there was a pile of chicken bones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. When you woke up, like where would those come from?
3: We. We did have a bit of a problem. It was changing hands, quite a bit, and there were these two guys that were running it at the time, and they would buy huge cases of chicken parts that would get shipped over maybe 200 pounds worth of chicken parts packed in ice. And these guys would leave that wax cardboard box on their back stoop, and in the sunlight, the ice melts, you see? Yeah. And then if the chicken parts stay... Yeah. So when they had a southeast wind all of that stank would come into the takeout <laughs> and people standing at the window would take a whiff and turn around and walk away. Oh boy. So I went over and, um, does rice move? Oh yeah. The yeah. Da- we call it dancing mm-hmm. rice. Dancing rice. Yeah. Dancing it rice. yeah. It well, dance on imagine a deck with about a half inch. Oh God. Oh yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. So I, I offered to bleach that down, clean it up. And that's how I got in the uh, trash business. Uh, for the summer. The I trash would, I would take their trash three times a week because they couldn't be bothered to do it right. and it would affect our you know, our business, of course. So wow. but, uh and that you would, was good. They would was, just
0: run it up and drop it off on their front porch, right? <laughs> <laughs> or their car.
1: Yeah, yeah. I find it hiding it under the back seat of yeah, the car is always know, good. The in, the, the in, the, in the trunk. Right, for yeah, the, the sure.
3: trunk. Sure. No, but you know, just Stuff like that would happen on occasion. So, how many
1: years until Old Harbor, and was it, did you always call it Old Harbor Takeout from day one? Yes. And then how many years would you say until you got the building kind of up to speed, you got your menus
3: down, you kind of got your systems in place?
1: How long until you
3: really? you know, Al was uh, a great guy. He was uh, an old Yankee. Uh, He owned a bunch of triple deckers up in in Worcester. He, He did quite a nice job for himself, had a nice house up on High Street. And uh, he was very particular about his broken furniture and bent nails that he kept in storage in the other half that we didn't rent. And uh, mm-hmm. and so we, we said, listen, you know, we'll help you move that if you have a place. You know, we'd, we'd be interested in, in expanding to take the entire building and he saw fit to do that which was great and then you know we would upgrade stuff i remember we were painting on a sunday and we needed some paint thinner and we'll check see if al has some so we went up on high street and he said yeah just go up in the above the garage there and you'll see a can on your left and it was a a can of turpentine from 1956 Wow, Mm. Uh, unopened so 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 al was just you know old yankee and he, look, I love him.
0: He was right. Oh, you yeah. might need that someday. Absolutely, yeah. you know.
3: So anyhow, we got the we got the full thing and it evolved, and we you know we put in sandwiches and oh you don't have hamburgers, so then we put a grill in. Oh you don't have French fries, then we put a fryer in. It. Yeah. and you know finally after a, I don't know five six years we had the takeout full, full on, was. yeah, full on, and you know we had fourteen. I think we hired about fourteen people during the summer, and people thought it was a cult
2: yeah (laughs) it may uh, jury's
3: still out it may have been it might have been some of those people's they
0: believed it themselves yeah you know you must have been i bet it had to be working your butt off because you were still teaching full-time
3: yeah um well you take the jacket tie off you know in uh, in june and put on the apron and I mean, it was, you know, constantly something different. And you stood
0: at kind of the real, true summer season. You didn't oh, yeah, try to, yeah, like, yeah. now yeah. places are, open, you know, open a week before Memorial Day. Yeah, w- there was Memorial no, sh- day. was
1: there any shoulder season back in the day?
3: We, yeah. Um, we, well, go back to the fact that we're teachers. They had a tax cutting measure in Massachusetts, Proposition 2.5. And, and of course, all the new teachers that were hired got laid off. And so Gail decided, hey, They're going to hire me part-time. It's not worth my time here. She had taught for 10 years, Art. And uh, why don't I just try to keep the business open? We'll open earlier. We'll open, you know, end of May and keep it open. And, And so it was you know financially worthwhile to do that yeah and then the season you know at that same time Kept it was growing to yeah. A, yeah, yeah broader so, shoulders yeah well
1: speaking of things being uh financially worthwhile uh, at this point we're gonna have to take a quick break and uh, check in with our sponsors then we'll be right back with mike dugan
2: uh,
0: cooler check ice check drinks check that's everything All right, let's head down to Fishworks. All right, I'm excited for this trip. I am
1: too. And you know what's cool about Fishworks is, I mean, hey, today we're going to go out and try and catch some uh, striped bass,
0: right? But you can get bluefish, fluke, sea bass, bonito, whatever's in season. Yeah, you can book a light tackle or fly fishing morning charter with Captain Chris for up to three people.
1: Right. Oh, (laughs) wait a minute. I invited some friends. So we might have to go out on the Harley with
0: Captain Hank because they do half trips and full day trips for up to six people. Oh, and Captain Hank is a hoot. And, of course, the shop, you know, the Fishworks Tackle Shop, they have everything you need, including pointers. If you don't want to go on a charter, they can sell you what you need, tell you where to go and how to do it. Yeah,
1: totally. I think I might pick up uh, a hat and a T-shirt, too, because their merchandise is so on point.
0: Yeah, good-looking stuff. They're located at 40 Ocean Avenue, and they're open every day in season, and great merchandise. They really do have some cool stuff. And uh, if you want to check it
1: out online, you can purchase all year long at www.bifishworks.com. All right. How cool is that? Ah, I love it. All right. Let's go catch some fish. Hey, Rich, I feel like I need some exercise. Let's go run the Block Island Triathlon. Um, I'm more into low impact. How about a gentle paddle? Oh, sure. Well, we could go explore the Great Salt Pond on a kayak or paddleboard from Ford Island Kayaks.
0: Yeah, they and you know they have the Hobie paddleboards, too. You ever try one of those out? It's like a bike on water. I've heard about that. They've also got the Peekaboo Glass Bottom Kayak. Yeah, and you can rent all their stuff by the hour, a half day, full day, or even a whole week. If you're going to stay for a week, you can reserve a, a
1: kayak for a week. Yeah, but you know what? You might want to make a reservation if your group is six or more. That's a hot tip for
0: you. Well, that's a good tip. I like it. So uh, basically, you go explore the Great Salt Pond. It's got hidden coves. There's the oyster farms out there. The marinas. Andy's Way is great. You know. Yeah, it's
1: super cool. And it's operated by and it's located adjacent to our friends at the B.I. Fishworks place.
0: Oh, nice. All right. Well, you can hear everything we just talked about and more if you go to the B.I. or you can give them a call at 401-466-5365
1: nine you know what my favorite thing to do on a paddleboard is what's that i like to bring a sandwich with me and paddle out to andy's way and just kind of camp out there and eat my sandwich it's like
0: finding your own private spot
1: i just try to not get sand in my sandwich
0: well better in your sandwich than your shorts that's my motto
1: yeah good point hey rich yeah. I am starving right now. So I want to go somewhere that's intimate, but has really great food and kind of a fun atmosphere. So you know what? I think I'm going to head down to Eli's.
0: Well, they got to be doing it right. They've been there since 1994. Yeah.
1: And well, you know, a big part of it is because uh, Chef Erica is always there and she's making some of the greatest dishes
0: on this island. Oh, they got some real island favorites in my book. The tuna nachos, the arugula salad with warm goat cheese. Oh, how can you go wrong? Totally. And you know, what's really cool cool is that the dishes are crafted with fresh local ingredients yeah and the menu you know it changes too they have exciting seasonal changes to the menu so you know what you find on there in the spring it'll be different by the fall
1: yeah and they're always great no matter what they're but hey you know what i really love doing is sitting at the bar because they have an amazing wine list and when rosemary's bartending she makes a rosarita if you know what i'm saying Uh and she also rich here's one of the things she does
0: she makes martinis with just the right amount of ice shavings floating on the top oh i love that sheen you know along with partners brad and ann Marthins, eli's features a warm friendly staff of local island service industry veterans and they're there and they're going to make sure that your experience is absolutely perfect. And they've got an extended season, March to November, and then they open back up for New Year's. Yeah, I've been there for New Year's. It's fun. Cool. So, but they don't take reservations, so you will notice because it's so great, there's a line out the door. Yeah, I'm going to check the menu first online
1: at Eli'sBlockIsland.com. Discovering the hidden gems of Block Island is one of the greatest parts about visiting. While the Atlantic Inn is far from hidden, It is most certainly one of the gems. Perched at the top of High Street, the Atlantic Inn offers stunning views of Old Harbor, Crescent Beach, and all the way back to the mainland, or America, as we like to call it. But views aren't the only thing that make this gorgeously maintained Victorian beauty one of Block Island's must-see destinations. Well-appointed, yet cozy rooms offer guests all of the relaxation they need after a hard day at the beach. Innkeepers Brad and Ann Marthens are the quintessential hosts, and they love sharing their expansive knowledge of food and great wine with their guests. The restaurant at the Atlantic serves exquisitely crafted gourmet fare. Their thoroughly curated wine list offers varietals and vintages that will pair beautifully with whatever you're dining on. Perhaps the greatest thing about the Atlantic Inn is their incredible tapas and cocktails menu offered outside on the deck and front lawn. Kick back in an Adirondack chair, take in the view, and breathe a sigh of relief. You can tell your friends that you finally found it the atlantic Inn, a block island gem hidden in plain sight for more information please visit atlanticinn.com. rich you know there is no better place to just chill out and watch the sunset than the atlantic
0: you sit out there in the adirondacks and have a little drink brought to you and you know the view is spectacular and the staff is just
1: great the staff's fantastic and the tapas are oh, out of this world just
0: delicious yeah
1: We like to have, like, a little glass of wine, some olives, and just kind of feel like we're in Europe.
0: (laughs) And they do up
1: there. Yeah. It's just beautiful. So, Mike, I just realized we we haven't actually, we've been talking about your kids a lot, but I don't think we've, for our listeners who don't know, we, we we should mention that, you know, you and Gail have two kids. Yep. Your eldest is Sean, which you mentioned his name. Yeah. Sean Dugan, who is
3: uh owned the block market. Correct. Yeah. It used to be called Archipelago. Right. Uh, Archipelago. Archipelago. Yes. Yep. Archie's Place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so block market's a lot easier, except I don't know why he's got a V instead of an O in the I don't you know.
1: Bit. Well, he's an art—he's an artsy kind of guy. He is. you know, and, and so Sean's been uh, – now Sean is year-round out here. He's yes, married he to Becca Zent, yeah, who correct. owns the Darius. With her sister. With her right? sister, Christina, Christy, which right. is who we've had on the podcast uh, right. before. And that's why when you said earlier, things come full circle. Yeah. When you first moved into the Darius, now it's techn- it's back in it, – it's in your family now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. And your daughter, Jessica, yep. was your first
3: – was our first podcast interview, correct? Ever. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And when she and Chris uh got the uh, got Captain Nicks, I mentioned I said, you know, that was my first bartending right. job. And Chris said, It'll probably be your last. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I still you know, I still enjoy uh limited appearances doing weddings. Yes, yes.
1: And, it's always, uh, we we used to bump in, into each other quite yes. often a decade ago when I was DJing weddings. Correct. And whenever I would show up to DJ a wedding and I saw Mike behind the bar, it was just like, all right, yeah. game on. Whenever I showed up as a guest <laughs>
0: yeah. or whenever I just showed up. <laughs> or when it even crashing. uninvited. Yeah. yeah, it happens.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of cults, yes. also in relation to the Old Harbor Takeout, you and your family and the Old Harbor Takeout started... A phenomenon with an, an almost a cult-like following with one of your menu items, known forevermore as the Chicken Athena. Correct. Oh yeah. Can we talk about the Chicken Athena for a second? Sure.
3: You can't do one like we did unless you can find creamy cucumber dressing. Okay. And they don't make it anymore. Huh. And, uh, and so you know, th- that's it's history. Right. You can't do it. Who came but,
1: up with the rest, or who, whose idea was it? Did you take it from, did you find it somewhere else, and you're just, we, like, you're just like, oh, this yeah, would be good.
3: Good question. We used to go to a, a, a Greek restaurant uh, called Sophia's. It was in the Berkshires, and they would do the uh, chicken souvlaki. Oh, yeah. And it, I'll come out on a platter with the pieces of pita and so on. And then Gail had gone to Quincy Marketplace, you know, Faneuil Hall yeah, of yeah. and somebody was... Selling that similar thing in a wrap. Mm-hmm. So we scouted it out, we found a bakery on the mainland that would make the giant pitas, and that was one of the more difficult things is trying to keep that fresh. Uh, yeah because yeah, you know, I would actually go to the, uh, the bakery on the mainland and pick up 300 loaves of pita and then cut it all, and it, it wouldn't last more than a couple of days yeah you know so yeah because
0: once it even starts to age then it becomes yeah. hard to wrap and they All start that, to crack yeah. it doesn't take much they yeah. gotta be really fresh to- so
3: basically it was uh um like the chicken souvlaki in a in a roll and um yeah we were down in uh naples florida a couple of years well now that's a couple of years quite a quite a ah. while ago um and we we're talking with the waiter and where are you from we go block island he said oh, one of the line chefs spent last summer out on block island I'll get them. I'm, I have no idea where was. Anyhow, the line chef comes to the door, looks at the table and goes, Chicken Athena people. <laughs> oh, <I'll get> <laughs> so, yeah. It really yeah. was. I mean, my
1: first summer out here in 96, I lived, I existed on two for- food sources. Uh, do you guys remember the Block Island Burrito Company with sure. Mark? Uh, yeah. um, I, I, would, I survived oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Block Island Burritos and Chicken Athenas. That was it. Yeah. and and, it was and once
0: like, in a while somebody else is cooler
1: well yeah and then if someone left a sandwich <laughs> laying around i'd probably eat that too but uh yeah the chicken athena it was so such a
3: thing when uh ted kennedy jr got married out here joan kennedy his mom was uh, scouting out places for the rehearsal dinner and one of the places that she was looking at was dead eyes and kimberly ward and norman We're running it then, and Kimberly decided to provide lunch for the scouting party, uh, Joan Kennedy and whoever else was with her. And so we made up a bunch of chicken Athenas, and that was their, uh, you know, their first foray into Block Island food, I think. And, uh, then when Ted Jr., (laughs) Ted Jr. was getting married out here, he and his buddies would come every day to the takeout. And they'd get, they would get, uh, you know, chicken Athenas and chowder and burgers. And it was off season and my brother Paul was working the window and Gail was in the back making the food. And every day they would come up and order pretty much the same thing. And every day my brother Paul would say, uh, name on that order, please. (laughs) Uh, Psh, Ted uh, Connery Jr. Ted Kennedy Jr. <laughs> I, th- I will th- need yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, But we had great time. I mean, you know, um, Dan Cahill would be coming up to get his usual yogurt special. You remember the yogurt special? I do not. I, oh, okay. I, I only got the chicken Athena. Okay. It was a, a cup of frozen yogurt and all sorts of fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Fresh yeah. fruit. And, you know, you put a little, you know. Little of this, little of that on it, but whenever Dan came up, Paul would always stick a strawberry on top of the raspberry swirl and put a couple of blueberries down at the bottom and <laughs> sprinkle a little <laughs> shredded coconut. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: fun with food. Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Kale edition. <laughs> we need one
0: more phallic special, <laughs> yeah,
3: please. <laughs> Speaking of which, got a strawberry. <laughs> uh, um, I just one more food. Well, I got tons of them, but. Um, Jared Zabo, uh, rest in peace, uh, was one of my favorite employees there. And uh, he had gone to art school for one semester. Yeah, he's a pretty good artist. And um, we used to do falafel. It comes as a dry mix. You add water. You make uh, a paste out of it. And then what you do is you shape the falafel uh, to fit inside the pita and you deep fry them. And what we would do, we prepare everything in advance. So his job, at, you know, when they were closing, he and Sean would do the night, night shift and prep food for the next day. Um, Jared would wind up making the falafels into the falafel balls for the following day. So, you know, you'd be in the middle of this enormous rush, and the falafels would be in a Tupperware with a sheet of plastic on it. And so you'd... Yelling, yeah, we need more of this. We need, you know, don't overfill the cones, and you know, count back the chamber, and you tear the sheet off, and there was the perfect replica of male anatomy. <laughs> I mean, Jared, you know, oh, and it's then you, philosophically good, yeah, he'll yeah, <laughs> lose it absolutely <laughs> losing, you know it break the tension and i mean just yeah, yeah perfect perfect because you know what it's like in the kitchen
0: oh yeah yeah we yeah. always so many pranks you know yeah and you have anybody but it gets tense so the little yeah. breakup like that's good sure you know what's nice too it's always those ones where he he set that up hours before oh yeah you know what i mean and oh, waited yeah. you know and you just those are the good ones
1: yeah. you know yeah. just yeah. waiting and you
0: know
2: waiting
1: for so after mom. he uh jared worked for you did, yeah. did they go ahead and start Rebecca's right after. Yeah, oh, they wow. did.
3: Yeah, uh, Jonas and Jared went over there. Um, did Jonas was, work for you as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, really,
1: you kind of were, you gave you gave the Zabo brothers their kind of ground, <laughs> laid the groundwork for them yeah, to go but, across the street and open up their place.
3: Yeah, but Joe, uh, their dad, he had had uh, some sort of a fish place. On oh, okay. the So they, you know, Richfield, they knew it would be fish. Yeah. Yep. But I, I did have to ream Jonas out uh, because I remember the first day on, his shift, I came in and there were, there are probably 40 pounds of uncooked french fries around the fry later on the floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, this is called waste and it costs money. And you know, oh, yeah. we used to just get... stomp those into the mat and that's uh, how you make tater tots. Oh, okay. <laughs> <circle>. <laughs> and you shake the mat out and all the little
0: circles <laughs> fall out. yeah I always, for a long time as a kid, I thought that's how. I was so sure that tater tots came from the mats, the, in the floor factory. mats. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, it was looks looks like floor that. mats in the yeah. in the, hash
2: the brown French fry factory.
0: factory yeah, some guy was like, "Hey, we could sell these in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> they look, they look delicious."
1: Well, <laughs> what would, um, what was it like when when uh, the Zabo brothers said to you, "Hey, Mike, we're thinking about opening our own place across the street."
3: Yeah, that's good. I mean, there there had been a bunch of you know. I think Bobby Rose had a had something in there. Uh, Sean McGarry had something in there, and. Yeah, that was fine. Um, Abrams had something in there. You know, it it was fine. Yeah. You know, we had our niche. And, you know, uh, Henry Peterson actually, you know, gave us a good piece of advice right in the beginning. He said, listen, you don't worry about these people around you. You just make sure you do what you do best. That's right. He gave me
0: some of my best advice in the restaurant business, I got to say. He was level-headed. Good good man. And Henry
1: Peterson was the Cisco rep. uh, He was the Cisco rep. For quite
0: some time. And he always, uh, you know, he just would always you know i'd get down the dumps because you yeah. have good seasons and bad seasons and mm-hmm. you know and he'd always just say hey you just keep doing it and suddenly you turn around
3: and it's doing itself you know yeah. and that's really what it you know henry was awesome well gail gave him hell because we never won the cisco giveaway that they would do once a season oh and henry we're buying more chicken on this island than any other three restaurants you have for the chicken athena so the next year we won the trip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was
3: to, was to Fort Lauderdale. And Saturday, Gail and I are sitting next to this beautiful black woman. And she's talking about whether she should wear the Versace or whatever.
1: I have that problem all the time, by the way. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. Whether to wear the Versace, Versace dress? The, yeah, uh, dresser, uh, yeah. Dresser,
3: yeah. Boxers. And uh, turns out it was Whitney Houston. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And I did not know. Who Whitney Houston was at that point uh, nothing wrong with that well <laughs> see that's sort of a running theme in the Dugan family uh, when back when I was bartending at Nick's Gail would do two nights I would do five shifts or maybe seven shifts in five days Gail would do a couple cocktail shifts and the morning after that it was my job to entertain the kids so one morning we're I'm riding Jess on the handlebars of the bike. Now remember, she's only about five years old. Yeah. we're going down by the harbor side, and I see this woman up by the traffic or the uh, statue. I said, "Gee, that's a good-looking woman." And they get closer. Boy, that's a really good-looking woman. And Jess must have heard me under my voice. Oh, Dad, that's Christy Brinkley. Ah, you yeah, know, she, <laughs> used, she used to come out here, right? And Christy so that, was like, you know.
0: Chicken Athena. She's like, (laughs) Chicken (laughs) Athena, dude. What's up? Points Um, right
3: at you. Fast forward, I I ski instruct still uh, out in Deer Valley in Utah, and uh, one of my guests early on, I teach the two kids, and the last name uh, on the lesson ticket is Tucci. And then I says, Tucci, eh. So it turns out it's Stanley Tucci. The actor. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. I called Jess, and I said, who is this? Said so, you ever see the devil wears Prada? Oh, oh yeah, that, that guy. guy. Yeah. And then I had another. I, who was it? Uma Thurman. I, who's this Uma Thurman person? So I, you know, right. if I have an issue, I don't bother Google. I just call Jess. Hey Jess. Right. Yeah. Hey, who, She's Yeah. like that. Should I? You know, what should I know about this person? I think you told me um, didn't again? Stanley was a repeat customer of yours out yeah, there, yeah, wasn't he? he? Very nice,
1: nice guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Family
3: yeah. great. Uh, Nina, Nino, and Isabel and then uh camilla those were the three he had uh, kate kate stanley's wife who passed from breast cancer was a wonderful woman just really just salt of the earth wonderful people yeah and great and the kids were wonderful too you know
1: yeah so, so y- you, know. you talked about skiing a lot yeah. when
3: and um
1: so in the off when did you when did you get out of teaching in, in I retired in uh, two thousand four. Two thousand four. So until then, you were still back and forth to the uh, island.
3: Yeah. And uh, but I was all I, when we first moved to the Berkshires back in seventy two, uh, I took a part time job because I was making sixty three hundred dollars a year at the Catholic school <laughs> with no benefits at all. Um, we were five minutes away from Bosque Ski Area. Yeah. Small hill. And I loved skiing. I started at the age of five skiing in a cow pasture. The good news was in the winter, the cow shit was frozen, so it fell. And yeah, I yeah you know. it was
1: like a mogul. It yeah. hurt, but it <laughs> didn't get messy.
3: That's how you learned how to <laughs> ski bumps. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
0: I heard that's how the Olympic team does it, too. That's right. Yeah, You can make it as it's easy. It's, a, it's not a green diamond. It's a green mm-hmm. cow pad. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Great. cow muffins. You know. <laughs> how did, but then how so, did you guys end up heading west all that
1: time?
3: So uh, we had uh, – I really enjoy – I love skiing and enjoy it. And the kids, Sean raced uh, Division I uh, collegiate. Jess went the academic route and graduated with highest honors. <laughs> This is shocking, by the way. Uh huh. Uh, But no, it's such a great family sport. And um, but we had talked about going west for a long time. Uh, Getting tired of New England winners, yeah, such as they are. And uh, you know, when Paul had his bout with uh, cancer, he's still with us, thank God. Um, That was two thousand and four, and we just were sitting around. We do this Easter. Sunday family reunion thing we burn a lot of stuff uh, and I said you know are we gonna hang around and wait for that to happen to us we've talked about going west so yeah. retired and packed up the car and went out to Park City we had skied there before and helped Chess buy a house out there and I taught at Deer Valley and I'm still there this will be my 19th season wow. wow don't tell Gail I'm going back this year okay we want your secret's no, safe with yeah, us <laughs> nobody's gonna know. No one you, uh, will know so it's a yeah it's been great, and you know, I drop fifteen pounds when i'm out there. Mm-hmm. I probably have a glass or two of wine a night. I can't drink when I'm teaching, yep, you know you have a lot of responsibility on the hill. somebody gets hurt and um, no it's great, and then they come out and they visit you yep. know Sean and Jess and the grandkids and so it's 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 been good, That's and then we got block island and
1: uh, and when did you guys get out of the Berkshires? when did you? when did you come
3: when did you settle here permanently uh 2004 so right after you retired right they moved out here a good story about that uh i used to drive down after school fridays you know take the daddy boat yep get over here and uh gail would be supposedly meeting me at the dock and you know it'd be pouring rain one night or you know the wind blowing or whatever and gee you know there's Around the time of cell phones, but I'm sure she'll come down and pick me up. So anyhow, the first year I retired, Gail, Adrian Mitchell, and I are sitting in the beachhead. Friday night, in comes the daddy boat. And Gail looks at me and says, gee, how was it that I didn't see that boat? coming in and be there on time <laughs> all those time and adrian says well gail that's because you can't see the boat from the oar
1: <laughs> <laughs> busted so uh, she showed but, up eventually though. yeah right? yeah yeah. i know <laughs> and but uh and you right. yeah, so were you guys ahead. still up on
3: high street at that point or uh, two, by 2004 yeah, we had uh sold sold the takeout uh, we would sold the house in Lenox, and we sold the High Street, and that uh, Summerhill became available that's at that new, time, and that's okay. when we, got into you know, Summer Hill. took everything we ever owned and yeah, went for you it. Know, went yeah, for I think it, it was a good so. call. Yeah, yeah, funny. yeah. And I got another one of Gail's, you know. Um, visions, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a great spot. Well, you guys have been there. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. been there for some I've
0: functions. Had, and yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was it's there. Like
1: I've a couple of the Easter uh, gatherings you were talking yeah. about, which Those is always fun. A, a it's cool got a great blast.
3: vibe. It's not that haunted, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> we did. How many rooms are in there? Uh, we got 17 rooms, 10 bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were down, we we're getting ready to, the, the cellar floor was only half cement, half dirt getting ready to do that and uh, John Henry who you know of course uh, was doing some of the plumbing we went down and there was this Victorian shoe about a size three child oh I just, just got one. chills and he got a shovel and he dug a hole and he threw it in there and buried it so it's in the house was there a foot in it Um no <laughs> <laughs> i no, <laughs> might be leaving that part out
1: <laughs> when you when you guys took over summer hill yeah. did you guys act as innkeepers for a while was it like a b and b yeah it was okay and the,
3: you got to be nice to people at 6 30 in the morning yeah how'd that work out for you uh, not well yeah okay
1: yeah. How, how many years were you actively innkeepers
3: just one that was it, there you go. That was it. Well, yeah. well you know we'd, about... we'd come out of you know the frying pan to take yeah out, which right. The, you know business so yeah. So it's worked out well. We have the same people come back every year. We yeah. get to know them. So they now, you, do you thing. rent
0: it more as a as a big term rental like the, whole, the whole house? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yep. take the whole place?
3: Take the whole place. And like, there's three generations there this week. Uh, during COVID, it was not so good because our place Too brings yeah brings people in. They would coming in from Singapore or Texas or Europe, and yeah. you know um so that but who cares you know that's yeah. done with i hope yeah um, we all do this time you know, Yeah. um you know. so yeah uh it's been a i'll tell you what it's been a really good run the whole way uh you know we got great friends out here um i still get kicked out of disco night when who
1: kicks you up oh that's right oh i got it yeah yeah, yeah right it has okay. to. that makes sense sometimes well listen next time you come to disco night just come up on the dj stand with me okay. and we'll hide you can hide up there with
0: me <laughs> in plain sight you know
3: yeah exactly yeah. so no, that actually did happen i uh, gail was on the mainland this is years ago jess had just turned 21 and she was standing in the back of nicks when i walked in the front door and i got the finger pointed right between my eyes and then the thumb shirking <laughs> out the door and i turn around and it was great yeah so you've really I mean
1: the, the whole Block Island family experience out here is uh, I don't I mean you know there are a number of families that you know and that we know on the island that have you know had a similar dynamic where it's just uh you know the mom and the dad and the kids work in the business and then they're the the, uh, the nephews and the nieces show up, and everyone right. just kind of takes part in it. And yeah. it's just it's a beautiful thing you guys have. And your wife's and side. And
0: still do have. There's yeah. a huge oh, amount yeah. of family out. Yeah. Sure. She's intermingled with a couple right. of other families out there, sure. right? Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Judy, uh, who was 38 years uh, uh, a nurse in uh, Boston Children's Hospital, you know, intensive care unit, you know, stress, 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 comes out, and, you know, she's married Tom Benson. Yeah. And they, yeah. they were just out. Uh, yesterday, and they come out the Peggy works for Kimberly. And so, yeah, we've had, uh, you know, family and support from the, the community. And, you know, it's just, it's such a great place, such a great vibe. Um, you know, when you do these functions, let, you get to see them, you know. All
0: right. Before, because I, I don't want to say we're running out of time, but yeah. we're probably not getting too far off. So, yeah. I have one more topic I want to yeah, approach yeah. you. Speaking of community and everything, yeah. you and your wife have been very actively involved in the whole 4th of July celebrations. Is yeah. that a big one overall yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, f- so when did you get roped into that? And, Thank you for uh, using that term. <laughs> uh,
3: the year after we uh, had the, the uh, takeout and in between that and Summer Hill, I was uh, bartending at Shoals inside. They only had the inside bar, and then I'd go up and do Dead Eye Service Bar, and Gail was cabbing. And she cabbed for Uncle Lou Ritzinger, who was heavily involved in that. And he said, listen, you know, we're getting older and we need some younger blood. So this is 20 years ago when, you know, we're like 50 or something. And he said uh, younger. uh, Younger, (laughs) right. And so Gail said, yeah, you know, I'll give you a hand. And so then we just sort of like, you know, with the Uncle Ramus story about the tar baby getting sucked in one paw at a time and next thing you know we were running the committee and uh the most stressful thing was whether or not the fireworks were ever going to happen because you can't have lousy weather and you got to make sure that's not too windy and all that stuff and you know people have donated hundreds and hundreds of dollars for the fireworks and you're constantly watching the weather and then boy dodged a bullet there we got him off and so on this year being a case in point first time with a with a barge uh and the winds were gusting over 20 and yeah. you just can't have it so of course I mean, those sort of and things
0: the barge is booked was moved mm. elsewhere for the oh, next yeah. three nights. Oh, yeah. You know, right. so it's right. not you can just be like, "How about tomorrow?" Yeah.
1: You know, right? And of course, uh, visitors, uh, certain people that come
3: out here, they don't, they don't know that that's the case. They're just like, "Oh, what's the deal? No fireworks?" Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, we had one one year where the the fog bank was just over the town, and the hotels up on the hill were in the clear. So, hey, why'd you guys cancel the fireworks last night? We oh. could see perfectly well. <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> must couldn't be nice up there yeah, on the yeah. hill. And Not uh, to mention, yeah. you know. Trent, the breeze on Block island is always breezy. Yeah. You know? So well, one year they, they they decided to set them off, and it was a wind was out of the northeast, and it set the dunes on fire. I remember. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. that was fireworks. The parade and then has, the parade's a whole other animal. Uh, yeah, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I got a call from uh, Carol Payne in front of the when she had her little donut thing in uh, what Bimmy is now. Yep. Cookie yeah. company It's uh, about two o'clock, Michael. There's a big pile of horse shit in front of my- <laughs> I'll be right up to clean that up. Um, so yeah, the, the, you know, you get all sorts of things. By and large, a lot of fun. People had great time. Uh, the surf always used to win. Uh, they had great they floats. They went for it, yeah. All yeah. the time. And interstate used to have really great floats. We had Old Harbor take us out. And Jared and his buddies dressed up in drag. Hey, we did that uh-huh. once for Finn's. I remember that one. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, old harbor makeout. I mean, you know, we didn't. <laughs> we were working. Oh yeah, go ahead, put a float in. Yeah. So yeah. Well, don't forget; those are also the days that, like, they had the bikini
1: contest on the beach on Fourth of July weekend and all. That, which, to be clear, you guys did you? No. You guys didn't have anything. One of our that.
3: employees, who uh-huh. will remain unnamed, uh-huh. was the star of the show one mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. maybe twice, uh, mm-hmm. two times, three yep. times in a row. Yep. And. uh I don't remember
0: but, that, but um, unless the bikini top was just band aids, <laughs> <laughs> you do remember. Oh, <laughs> oh that. <laughs> that,
3: yeah. Uh, but not you know the the, the parade w- could also be a uh, uh, stress inducing when yeah. the bands had to get over here and uh, inclement weather. You know, uh, a couple years ago, um, is it
0: hard finding bands? Are they
3: well? Are they, a lot uh, of them were booked. You that's know, what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: the, I didn't know if there was more bands wanting parades than there was parades for them, or if there's,
3: you know, if it's harder to find. Uh, a band. It's part budgetary. You got to get them over here. You know, we fed them. Uh, so if you're bringing forty people, interstate was great by, you know, a lot of times getting giving them passage and so on. So, uh,
0: well, any you know, business I, that doesn't invest in the parade and the fireworks and stuff yeah. is foolish because that's yeah. the big picture. Like that's yeah. the, you know. You're investing in this great event that you want to be crowded every year. And we, you know, right. so I think we, you
3: know that, that that can be also part of the problem. Um, you know, you come around the corner. Well, the parade used to begin at noon and get downtown at 1. And you come around the corner and the people had been drinking since 8. All right, well, we moved the start back to 11 in the in the morning. And so. You forced they, all those poor people to start drinking at 7. Right. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, but I mean,
3: devious man. um, And and, you know, you get a couple thousand people on that street. Who knows what's going to happen? And then one of the scary things that stays with me is one year they they sent out a bomb-sniffing dog. State police brought a bomb-sniffing dog to go up and down the parade route.
2: Yeah. Lock Island? Yeah.
3: I mean, I know. You know? I know. It's, uh, it sort of knocked the romance out of it. 9 11 really messed it up. It scared me because I thought it was a bong.
1: Right? You, yeah, so you're like, I didn't even go to the parade that um, year. And then there was the one year, didn't they reverse the ro- the route to in an attempt to. <laughs> yes, thanks for reminding me. Uh huh. I'm sure, no. like, that must have been. <laughs> Remember that Wait, year? It that been, was, a, yeah. Might have been yeah. his <laughs> yeah. idea. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that's why people yeah. vote. The scariest one for me was. It was right around parade time starting. The streets were lined with the chairs and kids packed, you know, ready for it to come. And we we got a call for a fire in the laundry room at the National Hotel. Remember right. that? I right. remember so that. So here come the totally fire engines that. going full speed to try to get to a fire. But everyone's expecting fire engines are going to go crawling by for their kids to wave to. Yeah. And it was literally like one of those. The fire engine's making the noise it's supposed to make. It's where it's supposed to be, but it's coming at 50 miles an hour instead yeah. of that. Yeah. Was, that scared me a lot. I was really worried about like little kids. Because uh, when it's yeah, going at yeah. two right. miles an hour, the kids
3: are all like running around. Yeah. My job the day of was to try to organize <laughs> uh, organize the, the start of the parade and trying to get people where they need to be Herding and keep the kids. Gen- oh, yeah. yeah. And then. All of a sudden, the rescue squad shows up because one of the band members had fainted, and it's two minutes after eleven. And you know, you are trying to but, what yeah, instrument did they
0: play? Might not have been that important. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a drummer. Don't worry, we're starting without him. It's just the triangle guy. My guess is it was the drummer. <laughs> <He plays it.
3: laughs> uh, the, one of the best ever floats ever. It was the theme was all things Disney, and this guy comes out and he's got this big metal canister on wheels. With uh, dry ice smoke coming out. Yeah. And it's, it's a, a, uh, a shout-out to Disney on ice. <laughs> Walt Disney had his body frozen. Oh, my God. The- that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, you're thinking the skaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah. A, that's <laughs> why I'm like,
1: what's so it's weird the, about that? The, yeah, um, Disney, wow. yeah, Disney, that was great.
3: Very clever. Um, they never put my root beer float in. Oh, that would have.
1: That's it's well hey it's not yeah, too late that's next true. you can next, you know now that you're not involved
3: in, that's right. in the planning of sure. it you can or the invisible the, invi- the invisible man so are you
0: yeah. are you <laughs> able to step away from this career unpaid career uh
3: there have been fist fights over that okay i won't go any further
0: <laughs> i got you it's definitely you know it's definitely harder to uh unvolunteer once you get yeah, once yeah. you get in there, you know
3: you know yeah. we can we can help with a little consulting or advice yeah. or whatever but yeah i think these guys are doing a great job you Yeah, know, they yeah. you know and it's can be uh like i said it's very stressful trying to get everything all the parts moving in the right direction you yep. really have to do it right after the you finish this year you got to start next uh, getting ready for next year yeah so and, hey you do know, you guys have any uh ideas for a theme for the parade next year uh i do oh, yeah, yeah i have quite a few Actually, yeah you? yeah uh, first one, legalize
0: it. Wait, they already they did that. Uh, it's, it's, that's it's done. Oh, it's well. Why <laughs> did not anyone tell me that? Because you never cared.
1: <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> legal, not legal. Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know, Mike. I have one last question. Sure. I mean, we could go on forever, but um, how do you feel like about the island now? I mean, it's obviously been changing, right? Sure. It's been oh, yeah. quote unquote discovered for a while now but i feel like since covid we're we're experiencing some sort of a sea change out here in terms of the vibe and the 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 people that are buying homes here and the people that are coming to visit what's your what's your overall takeaway
3: you know um it's i think it's a question of balance um and i think this is one of the things that you know i hope jess is the head of the uh, director of the tourism council i know she's aware of it but you, you you're getting pulled in a lot of different directions and if you can keep some sort of balance given the times and and given what's happened and and the amount of money flowing around out there and everything if you can you don't want to kill the goose that's laid the golden egg this is a very special place yeah and but then you read articles about the billionaires buying out the millionaires in the hamptons yeah and people dropping seven hundred million in Newport and I mean, you know, our we're just sort of like in the crosshairs yeah, of all that dough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um I don't know, I you know, I, I we still seek out people that we've known for a long, long time, uh and you know, our friends and family out here and yeah. hope you know, that there is that balance. I mean, you'd hate to see alligators moccasins you know signs like you see for south of the border Oh, right yeah you know right you know and I, I, it's 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 a tough 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 thing well,
0: every place changes you know yeah, well, yeah. that's yeah. it we gotta yeah. go through it and like you said the ba trying to balance the ch- it's it's the better you can steer the change the better it ends mm-hmm. up as yeah. opposed to just letting it free roll so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens I, yeah. it's, uh
3: it's, you know we're we're you know as I said earlier, you know, the, the early years back in the 60s and 70s and the middle years with Nixon, and Takeout, and so now we're, we're sort of end years. And, you know, I want to see for our kids and grandkids, you know, I'd like them to continue to have that block island experience. yeah, And and they are. I mean, you know, Jess and or uh, Abigail and Miles, they go off and they take surf lessons in the morning. Right. You know, I was playing cowboys and Indians in the backyard in a cow flop. <laughs> you know, uh, upstate New York. But, uh, yeah. you, know, they, you know, there's a lot lot of opportunity out here. And, you know, put them to work. Get your kids yeah. working. That's yeah, the big thing. you know, yeah. it really is a great education. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, I think one of the things that, w- one of the reasons Block Island became discovered, other than the fact that we're just, have been here, mm-hmm. is that, you know, the people I talk, everyone's looking for that vibe. Everyone's looking for that old-time... Stuff that we were all just talking about, about the the, the stories and, and the way it used to be, and that you know mm. that connection to the past out here. And uh, I mean, you guys were one of those families that obviously the island. I always say you don't choose the island; the island chooses you. Yeah. And you guys obviously were chosen, and you're here, and you've just become such an important part of the community. Oh, and yeah. it's
3: like you know let's hope that keeps going on yeah i had an interesting experience yesterday we went over to see a a friend out on the west side and it's an old cottage you know uh just the bare wood walls no sheet rock or anything like that and as soon as i got that the the smell of the old cottage type setting it's like i was transported to a different you know time and place it really was it's great the old factory Yes, experience
1: yes, yes, is yes, yes.
0: is sometimes m- more intense than any other. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you know, my caretaking. I love the old houses. Yeah. You know, to go in and it's just so neat. You know, yeah. Really yeah, neat. So,
1: well, look, I think we are probably ready to wrap it up. If All you right, think. Do we have a lightning round today?
0: We, I do have a lightning round, Mike.
1: You up? For, you
0: know, you know. Yes. What we? Yeah. <laughs> it won't be tough. <laughs> it's pretty. There's no wrong answers. Well, yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. What's you, your favorite breakfast?
1: Cheerios. You can only have one of these for the rest
0: of your life. Beer, wine, or liquor? Oh, wine. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early?
3: 20 minutes early. What were you afraid of as a child? I was a closeted claustrophobic.
2: Hmm.
3: Wow, that's a tough place to be (laughs) when you're in the (laughs) It's an oxy... Oxymorophobia.
0: Yeah, would you rather solve world hunger or global warming? A uh, warming. Who is your favorite Disney character? Disney again. Goofy. If you had to live alone in one of the lighthouses on Block Island, would it be the North Light or the Southeast Light? Southeast Light. Good call. I have one last quick question.
1: Not a lightning round question. What do I have to do to become a silver fox? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to figure that one out just, on your own. Yeah, just, you got to figure that thing. one out on it's your natural. own, son. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Know. What, a, what a conversation. Thanks, yeah, Mike thanks Dugan. Thanks so
0: much for sitting with
1: us. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. You have to get Gail on here at some point. Yeah, I Don't, have, don't, don't I'm worry. I'm opposed yeah. to
0: that at all. Yeah. Open yeah. door
3: policy with the
0: whole Dugan were We were, we were thinking of having both of on the same one, but we've seen how you two act yeah, together was, in public. We had to keep sharp objects away from each other. So we'll do hers another time. we love it. but listeners thanks for listening to us as always uh if you want to reach out comments questions suggestions uh two guys on bi at gmail.com yeah make sure to follow us on all the social
1: media stuff and uh don't forget to click that subscribe button on uh, whatever platform it is you listen to us on
0: yeah and tell your friends if you like the podcast maybe they will too yeah and uh,
1: appreciate the help spread the love
0: all right mark all right next time mike uh, Mike Dugan,
1: thanks. Uh, thanks Rich, Mike. thank thanks you. See guys. you next week.
0: Rich Tretheway, Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike bro, bro, bro,
1: bro. Bro. Later. Out. Hey, Rich. Yes, sir. Uh, I got some uh, cucumbers. I'm going to try and make a creamy cucumber dressing and make my own
0: chicken Athena. Will you help me? Sure. All right. I mean, by help, I'll taste it when you're done and make sure it's good. Okay, that sounds fair. Is that fair? Here, can you hold this cucumber?
3: Oh